Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days per year. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia. And I'm Tom. I had a really hard time not saying I'm the worst. <laughs> and I'm the worst. <laughs> I love how uh, many people reacted to that when you posted that on our social medias, Tom. <laughs> Me too, and only one person disagreed. Well, no, you got that. You got you got the hashtag not my Tom. And oh, wait, again, the- I got two of them, didn't I? <laughs> Although one of them complained about me going all New York on things, and I'm like, um, I'm not from New York. <laughs> I think that was Disco Fifty Four. Did you see that? <laughs> well, there's so many of you with all the voices, all the talking. <laughs> oh man, Julia, did you say off mic that you continued your Christmas celebrations this weekend? I did. Yeah. Um, we had our last Christmas celebration this last Sunday and really it was kind of a timing thing. Like all the family was coming in after Christmas anyway. So we just decided to get together for Christmas at that house and I got the parting gift of food poisoning. (laughs) So that was a lot of fun. It was like being visited by the ghost of Christmas present, (laughs) frankly, for a few days there. Um, But yeah, yeah, it was fun though. Well, it was fun and then it wasn't. It's a gift that just keeps giving. (laughs) did did the house you celebrated at at least still have the decorations up or no oh yeah oh yeah she has um she has theme trees um and she's gotten older this is marty's other grandmother um so she's gotten to the age where it's hard for her to put everything up but she still puts at least one tree up and it's always a blue tree with white lights and gold and some red ornaments on it it's very festive she loves blue. Blue's her favorite. So, so it Do you works. Ever just get blinders and not notice your stuff anymore. Yeah. Like I had not paid attention to the fact that we still had yard decorations out, and then Christine was <laughs> finally like, "Tom, can you get up the yard, dear? It's getting a little embarrassing." <laughs> <laughs> I have silently judged a few houses in the neighborhood that still have their lights on, which makes me feel like a terrible person. I think it's the January getting to me. I'm not sure. I feel like I should be rejoicing in their tight clean. But okay, so we've already passed Epiphany, right? Well, not for old calendar believers. Okay. People who are not on the, um, who are still on the Gregorian calendar did not start celebrating until, well, now we're definitely past it, but they didn't start celebrating until January 7th. Okay. So now, like tonight... Let that judgment go. Okay. (laughs) I judge those people too, but I judge them like, man, I'm living my life wrong. My stuff should stay. (laughs) (laughs) That's the much better way to do it. We have a neighbor. We have a neighbor and she's Iranian. She like fled under the Shah and she's a little on the intense side, but she keeps a a sign up uh, or her lights up for most of the year that say like, it's just lights on top of her garage that say 2019. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he changes them every year at Christmas, but leaves them up most of the year. It's pretty epic. My parents took down all their outside stuff, but their inside stuff is still up. I had to drop by today to let their dogs out because they were in mm-hmm. the city. And uh, yeah, it was made me happy just going inside and all the stuff is still up for now. Yeah. Yeah, it's a mixed bag for me at this point. Do you even Christmas, Julia? I Christmas hard. <laughs> Christmas season. <laughs> there is a line I have to draw to keep my sanity. And it's in January. <laughs> well, give me a few months. I'll be ready to bust it back out again. But I need a breather. You just need some. You just need a moment of sadness. I do. 
judging from like our download numbers, July is usually when people start getting apparently start getting antsy for Christmas to come back. Most definitely can attest to that. Oh, summertime yep. for sure. When it's hot outside mm-hmm. all day long. It's going to feel Christmassy here this weekend because we expect a big snowstorm Saturday. We're getting snow too. Yeah, well, that's what they say. Well, you know. Highly skeptical outing of my Oklahoma meteorologists. But yeah, the same system I assume that's bringing you snow is going to attempt to bring snow to Oklahoma. <laughs> it will bring frigidly cold weather. We just may or may not get snow. Who knows? I feel like this movie was intended to be watched with snow outside. Me too. Yeah. You liked it? I feel like this movie was intended to be watched with snow outside. I didn't mind it. I think I had a hard time getting into a musical mindset. Do y'all feel like you have to be in a mood to really enjoy a musical? No. It depends on the musical. If it's a heavy one like Les Mis, yeah, I do have to be in a mood to watch it. Yeah, I could see that. But for those who don't know which movie we're talking about tonight, we are covering 2004's, I thought it was a Hallmark original movie, but apparently it wasn't. I think it was an NBC original movie, which makes sense given the cast, since they're all NBC alums, A Christmas Carol the Musical. Tom, would you like to give us a synopsis of A Christmas Carol? An old bitter miser is given a chance for redemption when he's haunted by three ghosts on Christmas Eve. I feel like I have never heard that before. This is very original (laughs) film for us, guys. We're trying new new ground. Seriously, how many versions of A Christmas Carol have we covered in the year and a half we've been doing the show so far? Uh, Muppet, Mickey. Disney. um, Disney. Well, uh, that's, well, Mickey. Oh, Disney. Right. Muppet, Mickey, Disney. Right. All American Um, Christmas Carol. (laughs) Yeah, the guy, the man that invented The man Christmas. who invented Christmas. Yeah, yeah. That can count. So that's five. I feel like we're missing um, one. Oh, me and you like did with Brian. We did a... Yeah. With Brian Earl. Yep. Which, yeah, that's true. So that should count because we were talking about... Oh, Batman and we did Earth. Batman Noel for Patreon. That was quite a few. So seven. So this is our eighth we've, we are talking about in a year and a half. I have one on my list that we have to do this year. Is it oh, right? oh, really? Scrooge with Bill Murray. Gotta get a gotta get Bill Murray in there. Oh yeah. We should definitely do that around oh, the yeah. Christmas season. I'm a big fan. Before we get into our histories with this film, have you guys seen like the this musical on stage, the musical this is based on? Nope. I think it's called uh-uh. Scrooge. This the, was based on something that was already existing on the stage. Yeah. Like Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, they do a lot of they do they tour every year we did this in high school because it's been around since for ages so tom what's your history with this film today julia what's your history with this film and i'm out yeah today i didn't even know it existed before you brought it up me neither yeah i watched this film when it premiered with my mother and my sister yeah I remember being excited for it because I had a lot of great television actors that I like in it, which we'll get into in a minute when we get into the cast. Mm-hmm. It was It's really a who's who of the 90s and early 2000s television, isn't it? But um, mm-hmm. It is. It is. But yeah, I, I liked it at the time. And like I've had a lot of history with the musical itself. Our high school did it. The local community theaters around here do it every year. This movie, the few comments we got on it, on Reddit, people seem to like it. I forget which user it was said he, that when they did this musical for school, that they actually used the soundtrack for this version to help them, you know, rehearse and practice. So he's a youngin. So he's a youngin. So this movie was directed by Arthur Allen Seidelman, who did five ABC after school specials, five episodes of Romance Theater. Four episodes of Hill Street Blues, five episodes of Murder, She Wrote, and a bunch of other TV shows and made-for-TV movies. Do we know which after-school after specials? Specials. No, it was literally labeled after-school specials on IMDb. I'm not sure what which topics they were. I, I know IMDb said, but I'm not sure. Wow. That's a blast from the past, isn't it? After-school specials. Those were so it, epic. And for our Canadian listeners, no, we're not talking about Degrassi, even though that was one long after-school special. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) 
There were probably some similar uh, topic crossovers. Without a doubt. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> um, this movie was written by Mike Ockrent. The only other thing he's written was Bestseller, which is a TV movie documentary. Um, he's directed a few other things, but nothing well known. Uh, Calling something bestseller sounds like a cheat. <laughs> <laughs> then you can always say, hey, look, I have a bestseller. <laughs> it's genius. The name, um, of the, music, novel. the name of your second novel, Jumping the Shark. <laughs> Hugo Award. It's the name of my second novel. <laughs> and the title of your autobiography, I'm the worst. Tom is the Tom worst. Story. Tom is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Although one of my good friends from for over 20 years has said that's the title of his memoir now. Tom is the worst. <laughs> my friends always said mine should be, my autobiography should be called A Closet Full of Henleys. Because I have the same Henley in like every color <laughs> imaginable. So they said <laughs> your autobiography should be closet full of Henleys. That's funny. That's a great title. <laughs> you should do that. You should stick with that title for the future. One day. When our podcast makes it big and we're writing our memoirs. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the music and lyrics were done by Lynn Ahrens and she wrote Oh That Grinch, which is a TV show apparently about the Grinch. She wrote Schoolhouse Rock. Buster and Chauncey's Silent Night and Anastasia. And when I said wrote, I meant she did the lyrics and music for all of them. Gotcha. So is that the same Anastasia, the animated one? The animated one. Disney. Yep. Oh, I love the no, music. Oh, no, not Disney. They're not Disney. Oh, it's not Disney? But yeah, it's not Disney. No, um, I always got confused too. It feels like a Disney movie. That's one of the rare animated ones that feels like a Disney movie. Huh. I always thought it was. Movie. You guys are pronouncing yeah, it wrong. Anastasia. Anastasia, I'm like, well, how, what weird, weirdest crap way can I pronounce this where Tom would think that's the right way? <laughs> Say it again. Anastasia. Anastasia. That's not like the actual way to pronounce it. Greek. Is it? it is? The Greek. She's Russian, though. Say it again. Anastasia. Is that for real the way that, is that the real, because I can't tell if you're bullcrapping or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like talking to Marty. I can't tell when he's Marty's good people. Marty's good people. Yeah, I can't. Half the time I'm like, you gotta tell me if you're telling the truth or not because I have no idea. That's interesting. That's not how they say it in the movie. She's Russian. <laughs> that, that's the Russian way. Anastasia is the Russian way. So you can cut all that out. Useless. Tom throwing useless trivia. He, I, I was about to say people like our random facts, but if it's coming from Tom, he's already the worst. <laughs> <laughs> we are not going to get through this episode, are we? <laughs> I already know my favorite running gag for year two when we do the anniversary special. So much better than yeah. I had for the first year. <laughs> so much better. Anyway, this movie stars Kelsey Grammer as Ebenezer Scrooge. And, you know, not that this guy needs us to go over his bio, uh, filmography, but he's been in Cheers, Frasier, The Simpsons, Troll Hunters, Tales of Arcadia, Partners, X-Men The Last Stand, and Days of Future Past, Boss, Hank, Back to You, amongst many other things. Frasier fans? So he was... Love Frasier. Yeah, Frasier's the best on that list. So he was in a movie called Hank, and he also played Hank in X-Men. He That's was in, on a TV show called Hank, wasn't he? Wasn't that Oh, a- was he Beast on the TV show? He was I not. Liked Although I liked him as Beast. He worked for me. I did too. He, he has, he has that, it's Dr. Fraser Crane personality, right? Yeah, absolutely. No, but that would have made Hank the TV show all the better if it was a show about, you know, just a beast in his daily life. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> P- pitch that to him if you ever get the chance. <laughs> That's a lot of blue paint from first day to TV show, you know what I mean? <laughs> a lot of makeup. Yeah, he was, I loved Fraser. Marty and I, our marriage started on like two shows King of Queens, because we didn't have cable, <gasps> King of Queens and Fraser. And we watched those like every night. So yep, great. same here. Me, yeah. I love those shows. Mm-hmm. King of Queens, oh, that show's so funny. Kevin James is mm-hmm. one of, if not my favorite comedians. Oh, I love uh, Jerry Stiller. 
<laughs> Jason Alexander plays Jacob Marley. He's best known as George Costanza on Seinfeld, but he's played himself on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, he's a voice on the upcoming Harley Quinn TV series. He was in a fairly odd movie, Grow Up Tiny Turner on Nickelodeon. Uh, he was in Listen Up. He voiced one of the gargoyles in The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, he had a very short-lived TV show after Seinfeld called Bob Patterson. He did a voice on Dilbert. He was in The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle live-action film. He did voices on the Hercules TV show, the Aladdin TV show, and he did a voice in Aladdin, The Return of Jafar. And he was also on ER for a season, which I didn't know. Hmm. I didn't know that either. Interesting. Jesse L. Martin plays the ticket seller slash the ghost of Christmas past. And he's currently on The Flash. He's Iris West's dad. He's on Smash, The Philanthropist, Law and Order, Ally McBeal, and 413 Hope Street. You're forgetting my favorite Jesse L. Martin movie. Which one? It's something we've hinted to before. Tom singing The Countdown episodes ago oh 525 rent. Oh, rent. yes he was in the movie version he has a beautiful voice <laughs> i quite like him well, well now also that... an episode of the x-files a really good episode of the x-files too is the one where he's the alien famous baseball player in the 50s with segregation going on and it was so good it was a great episode awesome i, I do like him like in everything i've seen him in should get more bigger roles jane krakowski Play the street lamp lighter in the Ghost of Christmas Past. Oh, so Jesse L. Martin played the Ghost of Christmas Present. That was my mistake. Typo. And Jane Krakowski played the Ghost of Christmas Past. She's on 30 Rock. She's currently on the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. She's in an upcoming film, I think, or TV show called Dickinson. Uh, she played the teacher in A Christmas Story Live. She's on Allie McBeal, Allie. Another World, and Search for Tomorrow. Geraldine Chaplin, who is the daughter of Charlie Chaplin, played... Really? Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. Pretty wow. cool. She played the blind beggar woman slash the ghost of Christmas future. She was in Dr. Zivago, Nashville, Anna and the Wolves, The Orphanage, which was terrifying. Dinotopia, Jurassic World, The Fallen Kingdom. Jennifer Love Hewitt, speaking of a 90s and 2000s darling, played... Emily. She was in I Know What You Did Last Summer, which I never liked as much as Scream. I still know what you did last summer. Kids Incorporated, Shaky Ground, The Birds of Paradise, Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. McKenna, she did a voice on Hercules, the Hercules TV show. She was on in my Are we thing. talking about Kevin Sorbo Hercules TV show? No, the Disney animated one after Oh, okay. No. Okay. Not the good one. Not the good mm -hmm. one. She was on my favorite episode of Boy Meets World. Are you Boy Meets World fans? Oh, yeah. She, do you Not remember the I one remember she was in? The one, the, the one that was basically, um, it's called And Then There Were Sean, and it was the one where they all get detention, and then all of a sudden, like, somebody's going around killing them all. It's like a scream spoof, and oh. then it turns out to be a dream in the end, but they got her for it, and she, you know, was your scream queen in it. Well, that's cool. Well, that's um, funny. She was willing to do that. I don't know. Boy Meets World was a big deal back then. so It was. Way bigger deal than Girl Meets World. I love Girl Meets World. Yeah, we've talked about this before. We did. We did. So I, I remembered as soon as I asked. I was like, dadgummit. Anthony's going to say, <laughs> do you remember, Tom? <laughs> You're just the worst. <laughs> so basically, the pattern I'm noticing is year two is the pick on Tom year. I'm, I'm feeling that already, guys. <laughs> it's okay um, y'all remember kids incorporated it was mm -mm. disney channel i'm pretty sure and it was i loved it i even remember the theme song but i think kids incorporated was the one that um fergie was on and maybe justin timberlake at some point i think was on it it was kind of one of in, those where it in had addition these, to the mickey mouse club i want to say it was it was on the disney channel kids incorporated was i'm pretty sure but it was like a more teenage version of hmm. the Mickey Mouse Club. It was great. Kids Incorporated. K-I-D-S. You need to Google it. It was great. I, I think I will after hearing that. <laughs> you need to. It's outstanding. It is the height of 80s fashion. <laughs> let me tell you. There are some overalls, uh, paint splattered overalls and hot pink like bandanas all over that show. 
Yes. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. She was also in Party of Five and The Ghost Whisperer and The Client List more recently. Brian Bedford played Mr. Fezziwig. And he was in Nixon, he was on Frasier, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, Robin Hood, the Disney, he did a voice for the Disney one. Hmm. And uh, Coronet Blue. Claire Moore played Mrs. Fezziwig, and this is literally her only credit on IMDb. Stephen Miller, not that Stephen Miller, <laughs> played, uh, <laughs> played Young Scrooge, and he was on Casualty and Father Brown. And hmm. He kind of looked like a Heath Ledger type to me. Uh, Edward Gower played Bob Cratchit. Jacob Moriarty played Tiny Tim. Lindsay Hatley played Mrs. Cratchit. Julian Ovenden played Fred Anderson. And he was in Downton Abbey, Person of Interest, The Crown, Nightfall, and Smash. And the only other actor worth mentioning is Ruthie Henschel, who played Scrooge's mom. It's a big cast. It's a huge it was a cast. Big cast. I mean, like, how much money did it take to produce this? Because, like, that's a ton of extras. And the sets and the costuming and the, I mean, shoot. It probably had the budget of a actual musical and some professional, I don't want to say Broadway, because it might not be that much. but Maybe some of this was tied to their uh, TV shows, too, though. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. They could, like, well, a, they could be contractually obligated to do this for yeah. NBC. What are your overall impressions of this film? So I, I liked it. I love a musical, but this one did kind of rub me the wrong way on a few key parts. And I think it has a lot to do with maybe it's taken me this long to see it. Maybe. I have no history with it. I'm not overly fond of Frasier as Scrooge. I couldn't see him as Scrooge like the entire time. I couldn't see it. Really? I thought yeah, he was a I great couldn't. Scrooge. Yeah, I don't. He wasn't. I don't know. I just couldn't. And then some of the choices they made with the ghosts were like, didn't work for me either, but the musical numbers were lovely. I got the Christmas feels from the music. You know, it was like watching a musical, but like I said earlier, I've, I've discovered I have to be hankering for a musical in order to enjoy a musical. I think like a brand new one. Like, I can always enjoy Sound and Music because I have history with it. And My Fair Lady, always, no question. But this is a heavy musical, and I don't think I prepared myself <laughs> ahead of time so, for a musical well, state of mind. So would you be more willing to watch it down the line when you're more in the mood for a musical to see if you... Yeah, I think I would need to revisit it at that time, yes. Like, where I can sit and enjoy. I don't think a musical is something that you can not pay... 100% attention to really right and I probably didn't give it its fair shake so fair enough I was happy to have a Christmas carol in our lineup though after last week <clears throat> yeah that's for sure yeah Tom I loved it I absolutely like loved it you, you did it fine that. I have words for Anthony and they are great pick I needed this pick <laughs> up this week uh, this has been added to my canon. I think you guys saw my first, uh, my first, as I started it, I posted in Slack. I was like, he is way too young to be Scrooge. Uh -huh. But I should not have doubted Kelsey Grammer. He sold me on it 120%. And uh, yeah, I love the movie. I love it. You're such a stinker. I love what they did. Um, you you scared me so much today, Tom, when you were like, I was I trying to. Because I noticed how I you got really quiet day. then, too. I had a crappy day at work. I was like, oh, it's going to be a fight tonight. I, to, <laughs> I still really, really like. Uh, I, was, I, was, I was all prepared to say. I had it all. I was all prepared to say, well, you're the worst. <laughs> oh, but I'm not. I loved it. It was just, it was so good. So, so good. Um, I like some of the chances they took. They they played with some things. The one the one criticism I have is the guy who played young Scrooge should have at least tried to sound like Kelsey Grammer. He's got such an iconic voice that uh, you you can't have some random British voice and then somehow when you get old you speak like Kelsey Grammer. It just doesn't work. Did you know? Maybe it was just maybe it was just me. But did you notice Kelsey Grammer at the end? I thought he looked like better looking at the end on Christmas Day when he had this change of heart than he did at the beginning. Like, well, I, I think that was intentional. Or something. Yeah, that was the point. He was so squinty the whole movie. 
And then at the end, like his eyes were open figuratively and literally. Right. He was carrying all this tension and anger and and hostility throughout the film. And uh, at the end, he let it go. Yeah. He he was definitely a younger Scrooge. I thought it worked. And I'll say for this movie as well, because I I do. I agree with you, Tom. I really like this movie. Borderline love it. I will give it credit too, because in terms of all the other Christmas carols, I still don't like the character, but I didn't mind Jennifer Love Hewitt as Emily. This is the first time I have not minded that character. You sympathize with Emily in this one. Like she's got depth. Yeah, she has a yep. lot more depth. She's, I think she's my favorite one in the whole movie. One of my favorite ones in the whole movie. I have one my favorite I- was Marley. I loved Jason. I thought Jason Alexander did a great job. That's Marley. He was hilarious. Who was your favorite, Tom? I think I'm going to have to probably go with Kelsey Grammer as Scrooge. He was just so good. Uh, The other thing I couldn't really get into was uh, Jane Krakowski. I can't take her seriously at all anymore. Every time I see her, I... It's 30 Rock. 30 Rock ruined her for me. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. And you know, too... But you know what I liked about this... I like that they did the ghosts, the Wizard of Oz way, right? Kind of like where they're people he passed in real life before, like, his dream where they're incorporated mm-hmm. into it. That's the one part um, I didn't like. Really? Yeah, because to me, it took away some of the magic of it. it. Instead of it being, like, some truly, like, magical, otherworldly experience, go- true ghost story, it's like, oh, he was having a dream. It, it made it feel more like a dream. You know what I was hoping would happen? At the end, when they skip off, I was hoping you'd see like a gold flutter dress underneath Krakowski's clothes. That you'd see like a the green robe in some way like pop out from his collar. I wish that you would have. I wish they would have done that. That they would have tied those been, back to they are. The I would have been happy if they like just kind of disappeared and faded away as they skipped. Yeah, off. Like, me too. Like that. that would have been great. I would have liked that. So I think as I was far disappointed as disappointed when it didn't happen. I think as far as favorite songs go, I'm gonna go back to Marley. I like that link by link, just the the sound of it. It was no Marley and Marley, but it was yeah. so <laughs> it just it just had a very nice meter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just very metered and very timely. And it was it was good. I didn't know Jason Alexander could sing. No, right? Especially like yeah, you so associate nice. him so much with George Costanza, like this you know whiny, angry middle-aged guy that you know he's a great singer apparently he does a lot of stage now he was i mean i was i have an i such an idea of what jason alexander is as an actor that i was sitting is that him isn't that him is that him because i didn't want to look i didn't want to look into anything in the movie i wanted to to experience it (laughs) go into it completely untainted and so I didn't know if it was him or not. I finally ended up looking it up. I'm like, okay, it is him. So Link by Link was always, I remember growing up when we used to see the musical mm-hmm. and like just the performances in schools and stuff. That was always one of the ones that, you know, got a lot of audience reaction because it was such mm-hmm. a fun number. And, you know, Marley in this film, I guess is more, he seemed more playful than Marley usually is in these, right? Like he kind of enjoyed, seemed like he was enjoying haunting Scrooge and tormenting him. Mm-hmm. But uh, I liked that. By the way, Alan yeah, Menken hugs did... Scrooge initially. What's that? <laughs> he like runs up to Scrooge and hugs him, which I thought was kind of funny. The special effects were really cool for the ghosts. <laughs> like, which just started as his hand coming out of the wall, and then in that scene when um, all these other people that they knew are like coming out of the floor and out of the wall, it was trippy. But they didn't overdo the special effects, so it's not. I I wouldn't look at that and think, oh, that's twenty years old. You know what I mean? Twenty five years old. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I guess fifteen, two thousand four. So I wouldn't look at that and think, oh, that's fifteen years old. It looked good. Yeah, looked a little also- TV. Oh, it's definitely a little TV, but special effects. (laughs) But uh, the stage musical, by the way, I forgot to mention, Alan Menken wrote it, and he's obviously famous for all those the Disney Renaissance. -er. Yeah, definitely. Link by Link is probably my favorite musical number, but a close second. I loved Mr. Fezziwig's annual Christmas ball. I thought that was very fun. I love the fuzzy wigs, though. That's a common theme with you in the uh, in other movies we've watched, in other versions we've watched as well. I do. Uh, that's just something about that. They're just so joyous. 
so that that added component. So one of the added components to this, they they show Marley and Scrooge with their big booming business, um, and the Fezziwigs are having some financial problems with their business after they had helped these guys get started. And Mister Fe- and the the Mister and Mrs. Fezziwig come and they're trying to get a loan and get help. And Marley and Scrooge just both shoot them down. I mean, and and the the Fezziwigs look crushed and they remind him, you know, we helped you get where you are. How can you do this to us? And they're just, mm. it was a good way to show how heartless they were. But seeing the Fezziwig characters being that sad was just, it was hard because they're always so full of life and joyous and happy. And seeing them in that position was just, oh, it bummed me out. Julia, what was your favorite song? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Way too insane tonight, Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) I like the, um, the link by link one, but my favorite is that overarching theme that they bring back. I can't think of the name of it. I think it's Christmas the opening together. song, but then it comes back in different reprises throughout. Say that again, Tom. Christmas Together? Yeah, I like that one. I like the, but one of the things I always love about Christmas carols is the zoom in on the city streets at the very beginning, right? With some kind of music in it and then they're setting the tone and they're setting the, the stage for it. And I like that with this one too. Yeah, I just, I like that in general and I like how they brought the theme back throughout. throughout and ended on it, ended movie. with it. And they ended on it, yep. yep. So did you notice that they sent Scrooge's father to prison in this film? I did. Not, yes. Which was out of Charles Dickens' life, if you remember, The Man Who Invented Christmas. Yep. Which I thought was prison, right? Yep. So that gave a little reference to how Scrooge became so incredibly heartless, like why money was so important to him. I think it added a depth of character. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What did you guys think of the Cratchits in this version? They weren't as memorable to me as some other versions. Like not even Muppets, right? But like even um, Disney's Christmas Carol, the Jim Carrey one, they seem more memorable to me than, than the ones did in, in this one. Tiny Tim didn't sell me. Which usually Tiny Tim is like the one of the most, like you said, Julie, one of the, like they're, it's so memorable. You really feel for Tiny Tim and you connect with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this one, it's like, eh. Yeah. Even no. the grave scene with him, I was like, huh. All right. Okay. <laughs> it was no Mickey Mouse clutching the crutch and uh I was a, just no. about to say it was no Mickey Mouse. That's for sure. Yeah. It was no Kermit the Frog. I mean it was no It was no Gary Oldman going up the stairs. And Gary Oldman, exactly. I will I will say though. I appreciated it better than All American Christmas Girl. Oh, yeah, by I a think, long shot. I really, I really think that maybe we may just need to refer to that movie as the uh, the movie which shall not be la- named. What do, what does that make her Cameron Saving Christmas then? We just don't even acknowledge its existence. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> We do like the rest of the world to completely forget Kurt Cameron's still around. (laughs) (laughs) So which of the ghosts, like, was your favorite in this one? I really liked the shift in the Ghost of Christmas Present. When they first show him, it looks like it's that page straight out of uh, Charles Dickens' original publication, right? Mm-hmm. And then as we see him, he's that jolly, happy, fun guy throughout all the, I don't understand the play that they're watching and participating in and all of that. Mm-hmm. But um, when he brings the the weird looking kids out, mm-hmm. I, I didn't, I didn't like really the, the weird kids, but I did like how he turns Scrooge's words back on him. So when he's like, can't somebody help these kids? And he's like, aren't like just very angrily, you know, aren't there jails? Aren't there poor houses? And it was a really good way to, it showed me, uh, you see the wheels turning on Kelsey Grammer's face at that. You can see that Scrooge is affected. And I think that this ghost, not the scene that he showed them, but the ghost himself really played a monumental part in the shift and that Linus slash Scrooge moment that we're developing um, that usually the ghosts themselves don't play. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That was one of the more, effective emotional moments for me that didn't feel stagey that um with kelsey Grammer there at the end of that when present gets angry i was sad that they cut out the my brothers before me bit that present usually does that bummed me out a little bit um and then the the rockets part really just i don't know that was one of the parts i really didn't care for 
that was too much of a right turn from tradition, I think, for me, which is why it bears another watching, right? Because like I said, it's a musical and I, it wasn't in a musical frame of mind. So it makes sense for a musical, but I really love Jesse as this character. Um, his voice is so pretty. I have always loved his voice, but I miss those parts. I miss that bit of traditional Dickens. It was nice seeing some diversity in the cast though. Mm-hmm, for definitely. sure. This is a pretty white bread production usually. Yeah. They just did a production in Canada this past Christmas season. I posted the link on our page back in December. It got like incredible reviews, but they had uh, Scrooge was, it was a woman instead of a guy. And uh, they said it was, it was the first time a woman had played the part. And they said it was um, like in a traditional telling of the story anyway. And they said it was uh, really effective how they did it. Interesting. Like it was a woman playing a man as Scrooge? No, it was a woman playing a woman. Like it was, um, yeah. That's so cool. I would have liked to have I'm seen willing that. willing to check that out. What did y'all think of Jane Krakowski as past? So the past mm. was my favorite portion, my favorite of the three, but mm-hmm. not so much for her as much as the stuff she shows Scrooge. Yeah. Well, it's got the Fezziwig part in it, and it's got, yeah, him and Marley together as kids, and... There, I think most of the content, I think that ghost lasted longer than the other two. I feel like that ghost generally does, though, like thinking back. Yeah, yeah. there's more to cover, for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. present covers a day <laughs> with a few different families. So, yeah, there's more to cover. She, I didn't realize it until he snuffed the candle out, and I was like, why? Why even bother snuffing the candle out when nothing <laughs> else had to do anything with candle? He snuffed it out and I'm like, oh, I guess she did kind of glow and shimmer. And I, the whole time I'm trying to think like, why is she always moving? <laughs> I think it really, she was really distracting to me and the way the wind was blowing on her. But now that I think about it, if I try and put myself in like a stagehands mode or a designer, it was probably meant to look like she was shimmering, right? Like a flame. She was like very the- lithe and she moved very swiftly and smoothly and she was kind of shimmering like a flame would. So well, I remember I the original book, I, the ghost was a flame. She was. Who was a flame? Who, what? The ghost was a flame. Yeah, the ghost, I, I did. The ghost was a flame. That was really a cool uh, throwback to that. I just can't get over, I don't know, I just keep seeing her as uh, her third director. Waiting her to make some stupid punchline or something. I was so many times. Yeah. I was just waiting and waiting. Yeah. So in her defense, in her defense, this was pre Thirty Rock. <laughs> it was right. Yeah, and she has a beautiful voice, and she clearly has dancing skills. I mean, she's done all of this before. Right. She's very talented, but yeah, I mean, you can't just like I will never see Jack McBrayer as anything but Thirty Rock ever again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ever. absolutely. Or Tracy Morgan, for that matter. Even though Tracy Morgan is Tracy Morgan. Oh. Is Tracy Morgan. <laughs> Pre post during 30 Rock. (laughs) Tracy Morgan is on our schedule coming up. He plays Santa in a movie we have scheduled. Which movie? Interesting. You're going to have to (laughs) wait and be surprised when you see it. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Um, Okay, so what about Ghost of Christmas Future? Not a black, shadowy death harbinger. No, and in the play, in the play, she never, she never was either. It's always a bigger woman in the play, like the musical adaptation. Yeah, um, a bigger woman, a beggar woman. I thought you said a bigger woman. <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? It's such a weird thing to focus on. <laughs> uh, it, it means it has to be an intimidating, wolf, physically intimidating, take down Scrooge. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like her in white. I wanted her in black. Yeah, I feel taking her as is, just in black instead of white, she would have been more effective. Yeah. Like, she could have literally done the exact same stuff, but if she had been wearing black, it would have been... Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. Yeah. And I didn't mind that they made her look kind of fabulous. You know, they took her from looking wretched and like a homeless beggar blind woman to looking like she clearly had just makeup and she looked really great. Like, they really did her up. But I wish they just would have done Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Like the Enchantress. Quite. Which, by the way, is why Emily is named Emily and not Belle. They said they didn't want um, the the comparison to Beauty and the Beast, which is weird because 
who would compare a Christmas Carol to Beauty and the Beast? But yeah. the more you know. There must have been something Beauty and the Beast out when this was dropping. Maybe I don't know. Because uh, yeah, who would ever make that? Oh, maybe. May, maybe Other maybe than the fact that Jennifer it? Love Hewitt, Hewitt does look like Belle. She does. She has a very heavy Belle feeling. Maybe was this the year the Christmas Beauty and the Beast direct to DVD movie came out? That's what I'm looking Maybe. for right now to see what the connection was, but I don't see any connection between. It has to be something. Oh, it was big on Broadway. Ah, uh, uh, there you go. That's a fun musical. Musical lines. I was still breaking in some TV serious TV. banks. Oh, that show was awesome on Broadway. Oh, I saw it on. I saw it. I saw it in Houston when it traveled. It was amazing. I I still can't get over the transformation at the end. How they just do it on stage, and it's like easy how they do it. But I mean, it still looks magic. Yeah. That was like that was I was younger. I don't remember it all, but I remember loving it. So guys, as we're talking right now, we just received a comment from Almost Santa on Reddit about this film. Now Almost Santa a day ago wrote, Yay, love this musical. And literally just now at eleven oh eight PM Eastern time, <laughs> a day later, she or he wrote, watched it again, and it was way worse than I remember. <gasps> the acting left much to be desired in many parts. It was rougher than I expected. Now, I'll say to almost Santa, so <laughs> I, I'll say to almost Santa, I, I will admit when I put it on, because I remember I loved this, I love this music, but when I put it on, the um, TV, made for TV effects. I was like, whoa, okay, okay, this looks a little more made for TV than I remember. But I still I thought I still love the acting and the singing. I think that all that holds up. I found it interesting. Like I just find it funny a day ago they wrote, Yay, love this musical, and then they came back after rewatching it. Hey, we've been there. We have all been there. I feel your pain that you're having right now, almost Santa, and also great screen great uh, username. And uh, we also got a comment from G J Davila. Who wrote, I haven't seen it since its premiere, but I remember liking it, except for the ghost of Christmas yet to come. I also didn't like Scrooge's father. It is enjoyable, though. I mean, who wouldn't like Beast, George Costanza, and The Flash's adopted dad, Joe West, The Ghost Whisperer, and Cousin Vicky all together in a movie? Hi, Jinx. <laughs> Which, absolutely true. I mean, the cast really is good, whether or it not is. we thought they did the roles justice. It was really good. Although I will say the the scenery for the bank, it looked like a very modern bank for Victoria. It looked very twenty first twentieth century bank. Yeah, it did. And that's that's not that was that was one complaint I had when watching because that's not what I imagined Scrooge's collection house looking like. No, mm-hmm. not at all. I don't think he would have spent that much money to make it look that nice. Yeah, no. Yeah, it'd be dusty and cold right? looking. And not modern. I did, though. I, I really liked the really hokey makeup job they did on Jason Alexander. It just painted him full-on white and, and gray. I, but it was effective to me. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like... Well, and it was, like, it was cool what they were able to do when he grabbed Scrooge. I know it's TV graphics, but, man, I liked them. <laughs> 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 like, when he, well, you know, when he like, grabbed Scrooge and Scrooge turned white, too? Yeah. So do you guys have any like favorite quotes or anything? Favorite parts? I think I've gone I did through like mine. Jason Alexander's face throughout that whole scene. How when the other ghosts are doing all that stuff and you can tell that he's just kind of like, all right. <laughs> you know, and how, Jason Alexander into it. How when the female ghost swooped in, he kind of waved up at her like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, I really appreciated the way he played him. He just seemed to be having more fun like than Marley usually has in these things, which I liked. I thought that was a nice different take on him. Definitely. Is, but as I think about it, it kind of doesn't make sense given the message he's bringing to Scrooge. You know what I mean? Right. I get that. Well, too. it's kind of like Goofy playing Marley. It is. You're right. right. Which we could lump that into, it's Disney animated. <laughs> Who else would play Marley? Because <laughs> you want all the big stars in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. That felt right to me with it being a musical. You know, musicals, they're a little different on the humor and where they try and grab you at on stage it's really cool just how never-ending his chains are like clearly there's just a pile (laughs) backstage so when he's singing link by link he's literally pulling them out longer and longer it's really cool (laughs) how they do it it is so does this version of a christmas carol pass the linus test or the scrooge test oh definitely 
For show. Absolutely. And Tom, I'm so happy it's going to be added to your Christmas canon. And Julia, I'm very happy that you're going to give it another shot when you're more in a mood for a musical. I definitely will. And when that happens, you have to report back to say whether you liked it more or just like, no. I I will definitely do it. It hit me at the right time today, for sure. I needed the Christmas feels, and it gave them to me. It gave them to me, too. So let's rank this puppy. I'm going to go with eight and a quarter. I'm going to go with a 5.2. I'm going to go with the 9.2. Ooh. Brings us to 7.55. Which puts it at number 12 on our list. In between Krampus and Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. It's a happy little place to put it. Between a horror movie and a Christmas classic. (laughs) 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 I mean, really. I mean, it's holding out still, guys. You know what? That still deserves it. I caught that again recently, and I love that movie. I really still? do. I really do. I think that movie is beautiful. I need to give it another watch. I didn't this last Christmas season. It was a real missed opportunity. It's never too late. It's always Christmas somewhere. And that's a good one, too, because it's a horror one. So you don't have to be 100% in the Christmas spirit for it. No, you don't. So maybe Speaking when it's of, Tom, snowing. Did you ever watch Hereditary? No. What's that? Oh, I- the one that the we, one were we were talking about, about in Slack the other day. Slack about how it messed me up. Oh, no, I haven't watched it. Yeah, that I didn't catch okay. the name of it. No, we haven't watched Sorry, it. Sorry, Tony Collette. Yep. Got me if you would have said, yep, Tony that. Collette, I'm good. Wait, so did it? Me- did you like it, though, even though it messed you up? Because I don't think that's a movie you can say that you liked. Like, I, it, was a, it was an extremely well-crafted movie. And, like, visually speaking, I can't think of another one that would be ranked up there with it. Like, they're a very very small pool of movies I would rank along with that one from a cinematography perspective. Right. Hmm. Um, but that's not a movie I like. Is, Is it a movie a I might watch again? I'm not sure. That's what I was about to ask. Like, would you watch it again? But it like, I mean, it did its job, right? That's almost what I look for in a horror movie. Like is, was this movie a joke and just kind of a fun, scary thing to watch? Or did this movie like mess me up? This one messed me up. <laughs> I couldn't get out of my brain. It was kind of like when I saw The Ring for the first time. That's another one of those movies that like that messed me up. <laughs> I thought about it for a few days. I'm like, man, that was scary. <laughs> Holy crap! But I'm a weenie, so I'm interested what you would think, Tom. I'll try to watch it. We just uh, have not had much opportunity. We've been watching uh, some very strong pro-vegan movies lately. You do, you man. Yep. <laughs> this is what the elves do with the off season, guys. <laughs> Take up veganism. And this is why Santa Claus is always yelling in the off season. We only have a year until Christmas. (laughs) Well, if you like rambling on about other stuff in addition to Christmas, um, you can be like us and you can ramble along with us on our social medias. Um, We're kind of everywhere. So pick your poison. If you like Twitter, we're at Tis the Pod. If you like Instagram, we're at Tis the Podcast. If you are on Facebook, you can find us by searching Tis the Podcast. Um, if you are just fan of the big interweb, we have a website, tisthepodcast.com. Or if you're super chatty and you really love the Reddit community, you can find us there as well. Just go to Reddit and find us at r slash Tis the Podcast. Also, what helps us and gives us really good feelings because all three of us really like validation from our listeners. <laughs> We're very, we're a very insecure podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> Our reviews. You can leave reviews on Facebook. Those are super awesome. If you want to help other people find a weekly Christmas podcast about movies, spoiler alert, I don't think there is any other one. You can leave us a review on wherever you get your podcast. So if you get them at the iTunes music store, if you go to Podbean or wherever you get your podcast, if you leave reviews there, um, people can find us a little bit easier. So tell us what you think. Um, Feel free to let us know who, you, which host you think is the worst. <laughs> Unless it's me. I, I don't want that. I don't want another week of that, guys. <laughs> Tom is not the worst. <laughs> so in addition to all of the social medias we have, we also have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash tis the podcast. We've got some great content. 
if there's anything in particular you as a patron listener would like us to add to Patreon, we're always looking for suggestions. So feel free to write in. Otherwise, we'll be dropping some new content here in the next couple of weeks. In February, we have our first patron pick movie coming up. So we'll be announcing that as we get a little closer. So guys, next week, we are covering another classic Christmas story, just a new adaptation of it. We will be covering 2018's the Grinch. And I'll be curious to see if uh, it's all out warm like the last time we visited the Grinch on this podcast, which is still the episode <laughs> that we probably got the most hate mail from. <laughs> or, uh, or if we'll be in more of it, or if the stars will align and we'll all be in agreement one way or the other with this version of the curmudgeonly green monster up on Mount Crumpet. And uh, speaking of monsters, the week after next, we're covering the 1997 horror comedy film, Jack Frost. Is that the one with... Uh... Not the one with Michael Keaton. Okay, Not the one. good one. Not the good one. Well, I say Although, that without having actually watched it, but yeah, not the Michael Keaton one. Although that one is also about snowmen, just not killer snowmen. All right, we're getting closer. We are only 8,112 hours away from Christmas 2019. No, you have to sing it. Joe West is in this film. He was in Rent. You have to sing the hours. Oh. 8,112 hours. Oh, see, it doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't have a thing cadence. Valiant effort, though. I did. I gave it a try. (laughs) It's only 338 days, guys. We're going to be in the 200s before you know it. For real. It's only 48 weeks. It's not too bad, right? Weeks still feels long to me. 48, just yeah. like a lot of weeks. 48. We'll just think we're almost to the 30s. I mean, we'll be in the 30s next. Our next milestone is the 30s. I'm going to find a way that glass is half full. I like it, Julia. I like it. I like well, it, too. Until we get closer, we are here to bring you Christmas cheer. Do your homework. Watch The Grinch when it comes out. And we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Like you, dragging chains of all that we acquired. All the good in life, it's now too late to do. Not to mention, this can really make you tired. Lake by lake, your chain is in the making. Lake by lake, no way to make it shrink. Link by link, just listen to it Bye.